Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Anthony Bartolo, joined by, as always, with Jason Hand. Jason, how's it going? Hi, Anthony. Uh, it's going all right. Having a little technical problems, but so far, well, I think we'll get through it. Doesn't look too bad. How about you? Good, good. You know what? Our audience really appreciates the fact that this is real. We're doing this, you know, out of the the, the passion that we have to, to enable others and the information that we want to share. Uh, so when we do run into situations like this, you know, they, they, they appreciate the best efforts put forth. Uh, to address these things and to make sure that the show keeps on going live. So yep. awesome shot, by the way. I really love the the look <laughs> of the industrial behind you. Oh, oh, let me get a little special effect. There you go. <laughs> we got some lights going. <laughs> it looks great. I actually like the shot. It was really cool. <laughs> Lots you. to talk about on the show today. Um, yeah. First thing that's come up is we've got some uh, audience mail that's come in. Uh, yeah. So G uh, Garrett Middleton uh, has reached out to us and uh, loves our show and has inquired about, you know, f further support in terms of upskilling around Python uh, and web dev. A lot to do with the, with, uh, the digestion of code and the um, comprehension of, of the syntax for code, but mm -hmm. a lot to do in regards to the real world implementations of said code and the ins and outs or the, you know, gotchas, that if, you, if I may, in regards to uh, utilizing Python and web dev. And, you know, there's a lot that's available on Microsoft Learn. I've created this quick uh, collection for uh, Garrett specifically, but it's open to anyone, specifically to Python. And what I loved about the Python uh, availability of modules that are on there, they do give real world examples that you would actually walk through. I'm a, I'm a hands-on learner. Uh, Jason, I don't know, are you a hands-on learner as well? Very much, yeah. <clears throat> I gotta have hands-on keyboard. Um, you know, having all the resources is, is great. I like to like get them all prepared, but until I get my hands on the keyboard, and actually, I would say until I start making some mistakes, um, I'm really not. You know, it's not sinking in. You know, that's when all the the learning really happens. As you realize, well, that's not that's not what I need to do there. I need to do this. So, yeah, definitely got to take action. To start learning something. And so that's just it, right? The whole aspect of the learn modules that are available, uh, specifically the Python ones that we shared, they have the scenarios in terms of walkthroughs of functionality, not a how do you add a specific task, but this is how you address a specific problem utilizing Python. There's also a plethora of web dev tools uh, and solutions made available in the modules that are there. So definitely check it out. Um, and so Garrett, you know, go out there, aka.ms forward slash intro to Python 101, which is the one that the show created uh, specifically to address, to ask your question. And if you have a question out there, uh, we're seeing a lot of questions coming into the chat room. We're uh, seeing a lot of questions coming on to Learn TV and our live chat. Uh, do reach out to us. You can even reach out to us on Twitter using the hashtag Hello World Live. Uh, we're listening and we love grabbing those questions and bringing them on the show. That's right. So Anthony, um, before we get started here, we should talk about a, a little bit about what's going on this week. We're not going to have a show tomorrow or Wednesday because of Ignite. It's time for it's time for Ignite. It's finally here. So super excited. What what are you looking forward for Ignite this week? You know, I'm very intrigued by the inclusion of mixed reality into the keynote. So Alex Kitman has specifically called out on on Twitter, uh, on social for that matter, and has said if you have a mixed reality device, and it doesn't just have to be a HoloLens, you can use your smartphone uh, if it has the augmented reality capabilities, and you have the ability to go in and check out the keynote in a totally different way than than a traditional way of watching the keynote. So I'm very excited for that. What about you, Jason? Well, there's a couple of things. Uh, I was kind of thumbing through the schedule again this morning uh, just to refresh my memory. And um, the, the one that I, of course, I caught my eye was one called Hello World, uh, talking about uh, Hello World in three languages, beginning coding. I think it starts with C Sharp, Python, and JavaScript. So I think 
you know, everybody should go check that one out just for just for fun. And then um, there's one about building inclusive technology for a diverse world that I thought was looked really interesting. Uh, and then the last one, actually, um, there's a ton of stuff out there about working remotely and hybrid type of styles. Um, but it was managing meetings and conferences and events through Microsoft Teams. And that's a great jump into our next segment, which is tips and tricks uh, on Microsoft Teams with Kayla and Ng. Let's go. Yeah, let's visit our friends over at Microsoft Teams. So I love using Teams. It's something that allows me to keep connected with everybody. But sometimes I have challenges in terms of some customers don't use uh, Teams and also will have to use other third-party software. Kayla, Ning, who do I talk to in terms of how to entice others to use Teams more so we can have further collaborations and communications? Yeah, Anthony, that's a great question. So let's talk about how how we collaborate better in Teams. So it's it's going to depend on who you're talking to and what you're trying to say. So for example, if you're trying to reach out to just one person, you can see in this demo, you can just directly message them through Teams chat. And this is good enough for a casual message, but it might not feel like enough when your message is time sensitive. After all, it's hard to compete with all the other notifications that the other person might be receiving throughout their day. Luckily, there are ways to make your message stand out. So one way to do that is you can at mention the person that you're chatting with. And it might seem redundant, but this will actually help your message land in the other person's team's notifications. Let's take this a step further. So we're all guilty of skimming our notifications and deciding we'll just look at them later. But what if your message is important and you don't want to risk it getting backlogged? You can click on that button and mark your message important. So right away, you'll get that red stripe and important written in all caps. So now, even if the other person doesn't read your whole message, they see an instant indicator telling them they need to pay attention. But we can push this even more. If your message is absolutely critical and needs attention now, you can choose to mark it urgent. This will alert the other person every two minutes for 20 minutes, like an alarm clock built into your message. It's a bit intense, but I like knowing that teams can help me with any kind of communication. Now, it's awesome for a one-to-one -one type of communication, but what do I want to talk to an entire group? What, what's there available for me there? Yeah, for sure. So you can actually just start a group chat within Teams. And if you just keep adding people in that two line when you're composing a message, Teams will automatically make a group chat for you. If you're dealing with a larger group of people, I'm going to let Kayla help you out. For sure. So let's take a look, actually. Um, in addition to chat conversations, you can have conversations and channels. So similar to chat, you have the text box where you can type and send the message by pressing enter. And you have what we like to call rich text. Rich text is where you get your bold, your bullets, and all the jazzy stuff. You can do the rich text in chat, but one of the major differences in channels is that you can make an announcement. And as the name suggests, it's great for making an announcement or posts that are for awareness where you want to stick out from the rest of the posts and the conversations in the channel. You have a customizable header where you can change the color or even add a picture to the background. Kind of reminds me of like a newsletter. 
Um, you can even add a subtitle, which is bolded to make the post pop. Um, and channels just allow for more visibility into the conversation. So if you're working on a project that has impacts across the team, um, instead of trying to remember who to add to the chat, you can post it in a channel, which is great for awareness, collaboration, um, or a combination of the two. That's amazing. I love the fact that there's so many, so many ways to communicate with your team inside and outside of your organization. I love the fact that you can add graphics to make things pop, to make things more aware. If people want to learn more, how do they learn more about all this type of functionality? Um, so there's actually another way to get people's attention as oh, well. Um, and I'll show you that one as well really quickly. Um, so you can at mention people, but instead of just at mentioning like Ning showed you, um, you can do something called making a tag. And a tag is helpful because you don't actually have to list out the names of everyone um, that you're trying to get their attention because that can be pretty taxing sometimes. So making a tag is helpful because I can just uh, pick one name. And so when you click on the Teams channel, there's actually an ellipses where you can make a tag. And so you name it whatever you want to call it for whatever group of people. Um, and so for this one specifically, uh, we're talking about Teams tips and so if I want people to help me out with that then I just use that tag and so I can easily get their attention in the channel when I'm ready um, and I need them to take action on something thank you Kayla and Ning for your sorry Kayla and Ning for your tips uh, if you want to learn more go to aka.ms forward slash chat in teams and you'll get more information uh, next up we're going to throw back to Jason and to a sim to talk about Microsoft green take it away Hi, SM. How are you? Oh, you're on mute. I apologize. We will get all of this worked out. We'll... <laughs> How are you doing, Jason? Good? I'm doing good. Doing good. Really happy to be here and uh, you know, see all you. This is the best part of the day for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but let's just get right into what some of the stuff that we, we talked about last week with Microsoft Green. You kind of gave us an overview of a lot of the things that are in the works. Um, you know, there's so much to, to learn. We're really thankful you're going to be here every week. Uh, one of the things though, I, I wanted to, to sort of get a better understanding is, is we hear uh, the word carbon uh, passed around a lot when we're talking about the climate. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if you can sort of just help us understand a little bit more about why, what carbon is and why is that important? Awesome. Yeah. And that's a really good question. It's a question I, I've wondered about and I had to research as well myself. And I get asked about a lot also. And I think the answer is quite important. So uh, carbon is short for, for what's called carbon dioxide, but the answer is a little more complicated than that. So carbon dioxide is one of a set of gases called a greenhouse gas. And these are gases which exist in our atmosphere. And they exist currently right now in our atmosphere and they need to exist in our atmosphere. We need some of it to keep the earth a little bit warm. But they act as what's called a blanket kind of warming up the planet. Um, and as I said, carbon dioxide isn't, it's not the only one, there's others. Uh, methane is another one. It's, it's a really big warming. It's a, if carbon dioxide is kind of a thin blanket, methane would be like a, a 1500 tog, like really warm blanket warming up the planet. It has about 80 times the warming effect of carbon dioxide. But it gets really complicated. There's like 16 of them. It gets really complicated talking about each and every uh, different type of, of gas. So what we do is we normalize it to something called carbon dioxide equivalent. 
So what we do is when we say like, oh, you released one ton of methane into the atmosphere, we say actually you returned, you, you emitted 80 tons of carbon and we normalize everything into carbon dioxide equivalent and then that just gets shortened to carbon. And so when we say carbon, we're not just talking about carbon dioxide, we're talking about all the greenhouse gases out there. And the other thing I'd say that's really important and it was an important lesson for me as well is um, uh, uh, it's a natural phenomenon. Um, it's warming up it, carbon dioxide, uh, uh, the, the heat emitted by carbon dioxide, but it's a natural phenomenon and happens naturally all of the time. Um, but it happens very slowly. Very, very slowly. Um, sorry, am I frozen? On the call, I have a sneaking suspicion I'm frozen here right now. But I'm going to carry on talking. Um, push hopefully, hopefully, it'll unfreeze. Push through. Let's push through this. Push through. Really so happens, uh, let's, let's, let's get it done. So, uh, so it happens slowly. But what's happening right now, and the problem that we have right now, is it's happening really, really fast. And it's happening too fast for, uh, for us to basically cope with. Um, and so that's really the challenge that's happening right now. It's not that the climate the climate is changing, it's that it's changing too fast. And that's yeah. the challenge. I think I'm back now. And it's scary. Yeah, you're back. We, we got you in the lab and clear. This is perfect. Um, so in terms of other terms, uh, you know, we carbon and carbon neutral and net zero, carbon negative, like those are all things that are out there that we as engineers need to be thinking of, aware of, but also take action. On. So... Mm -hmm. What, what, as engineers, should we be doing to, to make some sort of positive change with this stuff? So it's what I call uh, building applications that are carbon efficient. Like we're really used to building applications that are efficient with performance, with cost, with a bunch of other things. We need to start building applications that are carbon efficient. So for each gram of carbon they're responsible for emitting into the atmosphere, um, that they, that they basically emit less of that and still still give the same kind of user experience at the end. Um, that's basically the goal. I mean, and, and we never, we're, not, we're not really used to looking at software from this angle. You need to know things which you're not really taught normally. Um, and, so, and so that's kind of where we created kind of the learn module that we created and, and what's called the eight principles of sustainable software engineering. You're gonna hear me talk about this every week. Uh, from now on, because I just can't, can't, can't. It's, it's, it's that important. So if you go to learn module, it get, get posted in the in the chat on the side, um, and that's what you can do as a, as a software engineer. Excellent. Well, we're looking forward to having you back every week, uh, despite whatever challenges we all have. We're gonna we're gonna keep doing this because it's important stuff, and we got to get the word out. We got to make some positive changes and and, and um, you know do the right thing for everybody. So awesome! Thank you for, for being here today, um, and we'll we'll chat with you next week. Uh, yeah. So thank you so much and. Let's come back to Anthony and, and see what we got next. Next up is Michael Crump and uh, tips on use of Microsoft Learn. Thanks so much there. Today, I wanted to present at least three tips so you can understand how you can actually use Microsoft Learn to get the absolute most out of Ignite. So we know that there's going to be a number of amazing sessions that's going to be at Ignite. And at some point, you're going to start to see a couple of folks adding in the resources or additional like uh, learning exercises. And they're going to be pointing you back towards Learn. So the very first thing you're going to need to do is go ahead and just create an account. It's just learn.microsoft.com. Super fast, super easy. Once you create an account, you do get a couple of nice benefits that will help you throughout Ignite. 
Um, one of those that I love is actually recent activities. So uh, once you create a profile and you actually go and you check out um, your activities, it will tell you things like how far have you progressed in a learn module. So if you grab uh, one of the learning paths or modules and you start working into it, maybe you forget about it, you come back a couple of weeks later. Well, when you see the recent activity, you'll also get that kind of that, that view of, hey, maybe I should go back over here and start working a little bit more uh, to complete this other module. Um, another thing that's very nice about that is also achievements. So I'm personally, I absolutely love gamification. I love the ability to uh, get achievements and everything. So achievements in Xbox uh, to other consoles and things of that nature. So Learn works really well with me because I actually get to see all of my different types of uh, badges that I've earned. And so it's also a nice kind of little showcase that you can show to other people. Um, a few other things that I think you may be interested in is, is that you can also take advantage of the bookmarks and collections. So you may be you know, searching for the hashtag uh, MS Ignite on Twitter. You may see a couple of different collections that people send out. You can actually go in there and you can create your own. So if you're a developer, you're a student, or wherever you're at, as you're watching the Learn Lab sessions, you can uh, add each one of those to your, uh, to your collection catalog. And then you would be able to share it with other people, even share it back out over there to, to Twitter if you would you would like to. And bookmarks is the, another feature there. And with bookmarks, all you have to do is just uh, click on a bookmark. And just like the way regular bookmarks work, uh, you can see all of the bookmarks that you've added throughout your uh, experience when you've been watching, uh, watching Ignite. Uh, another thing here is, is that you will be able to get, uh, if you're watching it not, you, there is 10, there's going to be 10 Learn Live sessions. And in each of those 10 Learn Live sessions, uh, there's going to be covering all kinds of things. I actually put a filter out over on Twitter uh, just recently where folks could find those sessions. So things such as like Power Apps, uh, Microsoft Teams. Uh, there's also securing your Azure SQL database that I think uh, quite a few of you uh, might be interested in. And then there's obviously a couple of more. So yeah, that's uh, basically, I just wanted to share that with each and every one of you. And hopefully that uh, those three quick tips can help you get the absolute most out of Learn while you're watching Ignite. So if I may, there's one more I'd like to throw in there uh, yeah. in terms of using uh, Microsoft Learn at Ignite. There's the Microsoft Learn Challenge that's also going to be made available at Ignite. Uh, I don't know if you were going to cover that, Michael, at all. Oh, no, no, that's that's absolutely a great one to pull up. You know, it's funny when we have like these five minutes, there's so much cool stuff that I always want to share with everyone. And uh, this is awesome because we get to come back in here, do this every every, you know, Monday. So, um, yes, that's obviously another one. There's learning paths. There's uh, there's several other uh, aspects to learn that will make your Ignite experience even better. What I love about the Learn Challenge is that it launches tomorrow. Uh, you'll have yeah. seven learning paths to choose from. And depending on which learning path you complete, you also you know, then gain a voucher uh, to yeah. complete the exam specific to that learning path. So taking the advantage of completing the challenge while learning at Ignite, uh, getting that voucher to then you know, verify that you've comprehended your skills 
and you go forth and you, you do the, the complete the exam for free, uh, which is awesome. And then you continue on your learning jersey on uh, your learning journey on uh, on Microsoft Learn. Yeah, exactly. And even um, you know, going back even to like the ten learn love sessions, you can quickly um, add those to your session builder if you've logged in with Ignite's registration. And then you can easily see, hey, here are the sessions that I want to go to, uh, learn sessions to any other uh, type of session. So maybe kind of like, was that like a tip within a tip within three tips or four tips? <laughs> Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, Next yeah. up, we're going to jump to Diego's Mysterious Wall with Jason Han. Let's go. Hi, Diego. Hello, Jason and Anthony, and hello, world. Great to be here, and thank you for being here and joining us. Um, we have had quite a day already, uh, you and I, and it seems like everybody has had some kind of technical problems, but uh, thank you for joining us again today. Um, we're excited to have you on here, you know, of course, multiple times a week, because you have this huge wall behind you that has stuff from all over the place. Why don't you tell us about it? Yes, hello world. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Diego, and you know I had the the honor to contribute at Microsoft for over two decades, and I worked on on amazing projects uh, like Windows and Outlook, and as well as human resources, actually, and Xbox. I am now in developer relations, and throughout this journey, I've been collecting all these pieces of wisdom that you can see. It has like uh, posts about quotes and and concepts and ideas and stories and anecdotes. I use this world to share my own sense of wonder and I also use it to share it with others like you. Excellent, and we love it that you're sharing all this stuff with us. What is it exactly that you wanna share with, uh, with all of us today? Today I thought I would share, I'm gonna zoom in this particular here we go. This particular post is from a book author from Spain. His name is Ancho Perez. And you can see right here in Spanish, he said, Todo lo de que tu cerebro sale está estrechamente ligado a lo que tu cerebro entra. That's my mother tongue, Spanish, but in English, it roughly translates to everything that comes out of your brain is closely tied to what goes into your brain. And that's what I want to share with you. So some of you may know, like our brains are incredible machine. We have over 100 billion neurons inside. And each neuron holds a concept and it connects to thousands and thousands of other neurons. And together, those synapses, our connections, make over 100 trillion connections. That's more connections that starts in our galaxy. In fact, 1,500 times more than that starts in our galaxy. And all those 100 trillion connections form our consciousness. And this neural network feeds on something. What does it feed from? It feeds from what you put into it. That's the data, just like artificial intelligence, machine learning. What are you putting into it? So the question is, what books are we reading? What TV shows are we watching? What music are we listening to? What friends are we listening to? What mentors are we choosing to listen to? Even what food do we eat? You know, there's this saying saying you are what you eat, but that's so literal. For example, Jason, if you drink an alcoholic beverage, you might get drunk. Why is this? Because the alcohol that you drink goes into your stomach, gets processed, 
and then it goes into your blood. And the bloodstream takes that ad process alcohol to your brain and impacts who you are, your consciousness, how you behave. So just like with food, it's the same with what you eat, what you look, watch, what you listen to, what you touch. So that is what I want to share to you today, that every experience you're exposing to is changing who you are and how you behave. Am I making any sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I, I, I love all this stuff because I, I'm right there with you. And these are the types of things I enjoy um, researching, looking into, reading about the human brain, the, you know, the, our behavioral uh, uh, predictions, behavioral economics, understanding judgments and decisions made in certain situations, but also the stuff you're talking about. There's just a lot going on. And it's really, it's like good data in, good data out, bad data in, bad data out. It, it's kind of up to you to decide how that processing happens and a lot of it starts on the front end of what are you putting in yes well in fact it's almost only the, the only thing we can control is what we put in because so much happens in our subconsciousness like we don't know and the process happens but we can choose at least the, the input so i want to have, have a call to action for all of you folks in the audience around your mental diet i call it the mental diet uh you know influencer gary v put it very well he said curate your life the way you create curate your feed like we all have social media feeds and we curate. We, we, we add people, we unfollow people because of how we want the feed to be. Same thing in, in, in our lives. You know, that has a direct impact on the ideas we have. This may not seem related to Microsoft and tech companies, but it is. Because when you show up at work, the ideas that you have, how you react to other people's behavior is all tied to you watch a horror movie <laughs> or you will you saw some news about politics that influence how you think so my challenge to you my call to action is what small thing are you going to change in your mental diet this coming week are you going to reach out to a new friend that inspires you are you going to stop watching a tv show that doesn't help you sleep well these little things matter you know so everything that goes out of your brain is related to what you put into your brain so that's all for me, Jason. That's great. I love that. Um, thank you for that advice, Diego. And thank you for being here. And we'll, uh, I think, Good see you Friday. again later in the week. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Hello, world. <laughs> Anthony, are you with me? I'm with you. We are close. We've almost made it through this. Um, <laughs> and it, it's actually still been fun. I've, I've learned a lot. And we not only pushed through, but, but we've learned uh, a lot about um, you know, the different things from everybody, but also Ignite. I want to keep coming back to Ignite because it, it, we we almost like shut down here when Ignite happens because it's such a big thing. Uh, what what are some other things that we can share with people about about this week and things that we're excited for? I want to answer the, one, the number one question that I've been receiving for the past couple of weeks in terms of Ignite. A lot of people have gone on and said, hey, do I even need to register if I can just join in online? 100% yes, you do. As Gary took advantage of earlier in this show, you're able to then ask questions when you've registered to Ignite and have conversations with not only us, but also the engineers, the product managers, the service groups, you name it, and have those you know hallway conversations. That's the one thing I miss the most about Ignite. Jason, I don't know, you know, it, it's something that you have as well. The, the, the content is awesome, but having conversations with others out there is just as awesome. And you gleam a lot of information in terms of, you know, thought process and where services and products are going and providing your input on how to make them better. Make sure you do register. Make sure you do, you do participate. It's not just Microsoft sharing with you what's going on. It's us having that open conversation with everyone in terms of that enablement. 
Yep, that's uh, that's great advice, and and um, I, I do like you just said. I, I really miss being there in person. Of course, we miss all in person stuff, but you know, you go to all these sessions, and then you go out into the into the the floor, and you and you bump into people you haven't seen in a while, and you have conversations about uh, the previous sessions that you're at, and you start bouncing ideas off of each other, and then you come up with new projects to work on with each other, and it just there's just so much good that comes from these events in general. And a lot of it's not just the sessions. You know, you can you can go and watch the sessions later and recordings and all those things on your own time. It's the interaction with people. It's getting to connect with people uh, that is is hard to replicate. You know, in a virtual in a virtual conference. But uh, but I think they've done a pretty good job. And at least there's a lot of effort and focus around that kind of stuff. You can tell. Now, the number two question that we get asked a lot is awesome. These videos went live. We checked them out. I missed a couple. How do I watch them now in terms of a recording? So stay tuned because they're going to be available on docs.microsoft.com forward slash events. And that's where all the videos that are going to be shown over the next two days will be available on that URL for you to, to consume after Ignite is done. That's right. And we should also remind everybody that as far as Hello World goes, we won't be taping or airing or broadcasting tomorrow or Wednesday, just so that we can make space for, for all of the Ignite stuff. However, on Thursday, we will come back and we'll do more or less a recap of you know, the sessions and, and just all the conversations and the connections and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to get right back into it with Azure Tips and Tricks. We'll go over certifications, which is a, a new thing that we haven't talked too much about. Uh, we'll revisit our humans of Microsoft and then also our file new project. I don't know if you got to see the file new project uh, last week, but that was pretty cool. And the fun doesn't stop here. After this, we have more Learn TV coming up. Uh, so to make sure you stick around and watch more Learn TV and interact. The you know live chat is always available on Learn TV. Make sure you have your questions asked so that they can be answered. Jason, awesome show. Thanks, man. You too. And thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks everybody who's on the show, and we'll see you next week.